Welcome to Build It Bootcamp, a podcast for aspiring entrepreneurs that are frustrated with their W-2 jobs. Join us and learn how to build and scale your own business, hosted by me, LJ Haywood. During each episode, I will introduce a topic that relates to business and entrepreneurship. Whether or not it's just myself or even a special guest, the information will be valuable in building and scaling your own business. Real quick, before we get started, I wanted to ask you a question. Are you locked into what you're doing right now, career-wise, job-wise, or are you seriously just frustrated and you're looking for something bigger and better? Well, if that is the case, I got some great news for you. Our team's expanding online, but we're looking for the right people, people that are entrepreneurial-minded. And I figured you're listening to this podcast, so you might be the kind of person we're looking to work with. But I don't know for sure. So book an interview by visiting countonly.com forward slash LJ Haywood. That's C-A-L-E-N-D-L-Y dot com forward slash LJ Haywood. Too many of us get caught in this cycle of dwelling on past mistakes. And my friend Jade shares why breaking that cycle is so crucial towards growth and future success. So I grew up in North New Jersey, and it's funny because everybody has stories about Newark, and I was really like in-house most of the time. So um, I know Newark has a reputation, and <laughs> I don't have stories to, to fit that reputation. But yeah, Newark, well, New Jersey. What do, you, what do you mean by in-house? Like, like you mean that like you kind of like I don't want to be negative, but it was like like sheltered a little bit or protective family. It wasn't necessarily per- protective because, like, I had freedoms, but, like, I wouldn't hang out in my city. So if I was going out, I would go to, like, the next town over or, um, I don't know. That makes I, sense. I just, yeah, like, I would either be in my house or out of, like, my vicinity. So so when you would go out and, and, and hang out, uh, 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 like, where would you go and what, what, would, you, what would you do? To kind of like relax. I love the mall. I started working when I was like 11, so I could buy my own clothes. So I would always go to the mall. I would Wait, back up, back up, back up, back up. You started working when I you was 11? go to different parks. Yeah. You started working yeah. when you were 11? Um, I would babysit. I would do 11 years old. Mm-hmm. I've been working. I've been making money since 11. If I wasn't babysitting, I was um, making stuff and selling it. Um, Yeah, it was 11 years old. Always had money in my pocket. Always. Yeah, that's all. (laughs) So let me me say. So what's happening is, uh, just so the audience knows, I'm I'm actually recording this while I'm traveling at the hotel. So if if you hear me repeat the question once or twice. Don't no. think I'm slow. <laughs> no, you're I am a little. I am a little. I am a little slow. But uh, the internet connection will go out. So I was. I was like, wait a minute. Um, I don't want. I don't want you to feel like I'm just asking the same question over and over. <laughs> like a broken I record. The editing process, and I know sometimes you just say stuff twice and you get it right <laughs> instead of like doing the whole thing over again. 
Exactly. But yeah, I got you. Yeah. So tell me. Uh, so when you when you started getting into uh, like getting a little bit older, did you experience Jersey? Like when did you start experiencing Jersey? Was it like later in life or was it really like that, that same consistency the whole time growing up? That's an interesting question because I feel like I've always experienced Jersey. I love Jersey. I feel like Jersey has everything. If you want to go hiking in the mountains, you can go find a mountain. If you want to go to the beach, you can go to the beach. If you want to go to the city, we have like our own little cities, but then where I am, um, New York mm-hmm. is like 20 minutes away. So like, if you want real city, city life, hop on the train. I really like, I just love Jersey. They have the farmlands and that's honestly, I spent a lot of time. Um, so when I was 15, I got a horse. So I spent a lot of time like in the New Jersey farmlands. Right. So, right. My childhood is like, my story is just different. Like, yeah. I understand. I, I, matter of fact, it's kind of interesting. You mentioned that because when I was about 15, 16, one of my best friends, mom uh, was a horse trainer and a dog trainer and so growing up i would uh, when she would go out to uh, like auctions i guess because uh, you know like the horse auctions uh, i would stay and watch their dogs and she actually had a very unique life because she she took in giant schnauzers these are these huge dogs oh, wow. yeah and she would take them in so every you know every few years she have a new dog because she'd taking care of it because a lot of people will they're beautiful animals they're huge they're huge but they're beautiful but they're not meant really to be a house dog because they're so mm-hmm. massive mm-hmm. and so people don't know how to take care of them so they end up being put in shelters these beautiful really expensive dogs are actually in shelters because people don't have the space for them so she would and because she worked with horses and ranches what she would do is make connections with the people with the horses and ask them hey look are you looking for a dog and that's how she would find them homes Oh, nice. That's so Pretty, cool. That yeah, yeah, so yeah. Cool. But she's actually the person that introduced me to a lot of different music because like, growing up in L.A., I listened to a lot of like L.A. hip hop and um, she <laughs> Bohemian Rhapsody is like mm-hmm. like like uh, <laughs> I used to say this. It's going to be in trouble. It's, it's like the white people anthem <laughs> when they are, are, are singing at the uh, at the karaoke. <laughs> That's the, that comes on. And I had and I had heard it when I was like. 15 and his mom was playing and i was like what is that and she's like you never heard this she turns it up and she had an old record player mm-hmm. like a legit record player and she had records and she started putting on like hotel california um queen um just different stuff that you know growing up in la we didn't listen yeah. to that my folks didn't listen to that stuff so yeah. um it was nice because the reason i bring that up is because a lot of, a lot of the things that you experienced Growing up in Jersey, I'm sure a lot of your friends probably didn't get to or didn't uh, experience. Is that is that a is that a fair assessment? If they experienced it, it was with me. I'd be like, "Come on, guys, let's go horseback riding. Come on, guys, let's go to the farm. Like, let's go do this. Let's do that." So yeah, um, if they did experience it, it was definitely or a lot of them have because I'm that friend that like if I'm into something, I mm-hmm. introduce everybody. I don't make them get into it, too, but like. If I'm horse riding, you guys gonna have the opportunity. If you want it to, makes or sense. Not, it's on you. But it makes yeah. sense because even if, for example, my 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 fiance, she's not ex- like she she's more excited about planes than I am because I'm just so excited about them. Mm-hmm. Now, does she know how to work on them? Hell no. 
but she loves them because I that's all I like when I when we first started dating, that's all I would talk about was like planes and all this stuff. And just my excitement would get her excited about it. So I think that if you really are genuinely passionate about whatever it is you're passionate about, people will come along. You know what I mean? Um, but were there were there any like being that you had like a lot of different experiences, did you feel kind of like an outsider at all early on or not? Nah? Or did you just feel like people were welcoming of of, of your of your different person, um, like, like being a different person? It's so funny because I always felt different, but my differences never prevented me from having friends. So I always had like a group of friends around me. I always had good people around me. And I'm fortunate to say that it was be so funny. Like when I was in high school, I would go because there's like a park up the street from my house. So I would go to the park right. with like one of my friends and I'd come back home with like 15 kids and we'd all be in my backyard and we would hang out. My parents would like buy us food. And that was just like, I always had like a group of people. A and community. they all knew what I was into. Yeah, they all knew I was into horses. And it's so funny. I love it. Cause like whenever people see horses, sometimes I get like random pictures like, oh, I seen a horse. I was thinking of you. And oh, this. <laughs> that was that horse. So differences kind of cast me out. Oops. <laughs> I never felt like technology. <laughs> no, I like hit the hit the mic thing. But um Oh, I do that all the time. I do that all the time. But I I am feeling that now. Like I'm feeling isolated and it's very, very interesting. Um a it's very a, that, interesting experience. That's really cool that you mentioned that. Well, not that you're feeling isolated now, because I think it's been the opposite for me. It's like um, I, I felt, I started to feel more isolated as I, as I didn't have people around me that were supportive of what I'm into. Meaning like, if I'm not around a lot of people that are over like trying to achieve more, not overachievers, but just people that want more out of life, it's hard for me to be around mm -hmm. that environment. And so I think that could be probably a part of it. Um, cause it's, it's quite the opposite. Like I, I think some people, cause kids can be mean. <laughs> so when you are different and unique, kids will just pick on that uniqueness because it's just like it's like Lord of the Flies, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and you would think that that would change as you got older. But I've noticed and this is just I don't know if this has been recently, but there's a lot of people that kind of are bringing a lot of that. Um, what is it? Um, they're not acting like adults when it comes to things anymore. You get what I'm saying? I completely do. <laughs> I completely there's do. a there's a mm -hmm. way to there's a way to react to things as a child, as an adolescent, and then there's a way to act, react to things that you don't agree with or you don't like or or that are different as an adult. And I don't really see a lot of adult behavior in society right now. Now this isn't a political conversation, but it's it's interesting to see that now recently. What do you it think is. about that? I agree. And um, I just think it's it's toxic to me because it, it's a underlining tone of if you don't agree with me, then you're the enemy. The things, the extent that people go to to try to get people to agree with them. Um, I like the phrase we can agree to disagree and we can still be cool. Like I don't have to have your opinion to be cool, but like the culture 
the culture's perspective right now is if you don't agree with me, you're the enemy. And mm-hmm. I'm not going to get into politics, but I just no, saw it's that. Just, it's, just a, it's, just a, it's just a very, it's not a political statement for me. It's just, it's a, it's an emotional statement. I, I had a conversation today with somebody that was saying that time is irrelevant, but what you, because as far as like the, the, like the time frame where you're in, but what you can control is how you react to things emotionally. Right. And mm-hmm. the way you control your emotions is by controlling the way you think about things. So yeah. I think a lot of what's happening, I believe actually a lot of what's happening is people have a lot of negativity in their thinking and it's and they're lashing out vocally to other people. And so unfortunately, like even if I'm feeling down or depressed, I was just I was driving up here to uh I'm 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 on a um I'm, I'm working with the Air Force right now and uh, I'm stuttering. But <laughs> so I was driving up here and I was kind of feeling like kind of down a little bit. I guess I didn't have my coffee. So I put on some uh, 90s uh, R&B. I, that, right there, I have a station that's like put LJ in a good mood. <laughs> and I put that on and Big Pun came on and I was like, all right, I'm in a good mood again. Like literally I control my state. You, yeah. you Like yeah. I, I know I'm, I'm, I'm normally in a positive state. And so when I go negative, I can see it, I feel it, I physically feel it, and I have to figure out a way to get back to the to the state that because your body will always defer to whatever state is consistent with who you are consistently. So if you're consistently negative, then no matter how great your day was, you're gonna go negative. Um, and even if you had the shittiest day ever, if you're always positive, you got the worst yep. day ever. According to like you know normal day right, and you have and, and and you could feel incredible. So I think I'm saying all that. I don't know how we're gonna get off on a tangent, but I think that internally a lot of people have to do some in do internal work, and yeah. and I think that ties exactly back to what you're doing currently because yeah, you help people with that stuff, right? That internal work. Yeah. So would you like to speak to that? <laughs> it, it's interesting that you said that, and I don't know what it was about yesterday. But you were saying this morning, but yesterday for me was like, oh my gosh, I was so low. Like my body, I was, I don't know if it was sad or dread or like, I don't understand what this emotion was. It was just nagging at me all day. My heart was hurting. Like I just wanted to crawl under a rock. But the thing I love about what I do now is it gives me the tools to um one keep going because yeah i felt that but i felt so accomplished because i still got things done i still was communicating with who i need to communicate i was still working i met with the client yesterday and it just gives me the tools like i can just like you said when you have like a positive like a relatively positive like that's just your natural set state you could be low, but then you're gonna get back to it. Um, right. But it's yeah, like the I'm thermostat a... of your mindset. I didn't mean to cut exactly. you off, but there's actually like a, the analogy I use is if you go into a room, the job of the thermostat is to keep that room at a certain temperature. Correct. And even if you, so if if the thermostat is set to say 65, if you warm that room up, it's gonna cool it back down at 65. If you if you, uh, or, you know, vice versa. Right. But you get the point. And the thing is, a lot, a lot of people's thermostat, they're not set at boiling. And it's, mm-hmm. in this analogy, say boiling is like extremely happy. 
right? Mm-hmm. A lot of people's thermostat is set so low that they don't realize that. Wow, like I've been, I've been, I've, I've been feeling a lot, a, like I'm, I'm in a rut. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I was just talking to somebody else about this, and this is, this is very passionate. I'm very passionate about this too because I'm noticing a lot more people, and this again, this is just from, my, from me being uh, intuitive and just paying attention to my surroundings. I'm noticing a lot more people are taking pills and stuff like that to to overcome so, depression. That's a plan, well, though. That's plan. Well, yeah. Well, well, I want you to address this, but I, but what I've been telling these same people is, when, when was the last time you hit the gym? Exactly. So okay, that is a, it's a plan. It's 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 just a plan. I'm just gonna say that. Um, from the TV shows that are on TV, from the sh- the shows that are streamed, from the um, music that we listen to. And by the way, I agree with the you. things that are popular. Yeah, like those are all. It's it's a system, right? And so, PayPal. If you're watching TV, a lot of the commercials are for antidepressants, and they're insinuating. So it's either the commercials are either insinuating that you're not good enough, or that you have something wrong with you mentally, physically, life-wise, like Mm -hmm. commercials make you feel not good enough. And then they sell you a solution, right? Bingo. And what I want people or what I try to help people to realize is that we don't have to rely on pills and potions and lotions to make ourselves feel good. We need to learn how to um, check in with ourselves and um, what's the word I'm looking for? Kind of just be able to um, like a self-assessment, maybe. Or... Yes, like be able to test yourself and ask yourself what you can do to help you first before you mm-hmm. go to these pills and potions and lotions. So I'll share this. Like I know for a fact, just like how you said. If I'm off my schedule, if I'm not working out, if I don't meditate, if I don't um, take time to just check in with myself throughout the day, mm-hmm. I feel crazy. A part of yesterday that felt so low was because I was in Myrtle Beach for the longest time. And I would almost every day I'd go for a run on the beach. And those runs, like, They just like invigorate my day. Like you just feel good for the rest of the day. You have like a certain type of high. You get the sun. You get the, it's just, you feel good when you move your body. And I'm here, I'm in Jersey now, or I'm back in Jersey for a little bit. I don't know how long I'm going to be here, but it's snowing. (laughs) The ground is cold. I cannot go outside. Can't say can't. I won't say can't. I don't want to go outside and run because it's icy. People don't shovel their their stuff. It's snowing now. And it's like, I'm in the house. I don't have the sun. I'm not moving um, or I hadn't moved. And right. I'm very, very big. Like I peep that when I feel my lowest, I'm off my game. I haven't read. I haven't, um, you know, checked in with myself. I didn't mm-hmm. exercise. I'm not eating good. All of those things matter. And it's just crazy because people, they want to run to solutions. They want to get surgeries and pills and all this I'm gonna share, stuff. I'm going to let you finish that thought, but I'm going to share a couple of thoughts with you. Let, let, let me know when you have, when, when you, when no, you I was, I was done. I was just saying like all these things that like society pushes on us that kind of just perpetuates more sickness. It's it like, does. It can be simple, but 
people don't want simple. They want like quick. They want a quick fix. You know, it's so funny, right? So I work in finance. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to just hit that real quick. People will look at me and like, oh, well, then uh, you work in, in, in finance. So you can, they really, they, they don't, they say they don't want, they don't want to be scammed, but then they want to be scammed. Meaning like, I don't want your money if you're not ready to do the long, dirty, dirty work of being disciplined and saving every month for the next amount of years mm-hmm. and doing it the right way. I started talking like that. Guess what happens? They out of my office. Yeah. But then, but then, but then, but then they don't want to be scammed. It's like, well, then what are you looking for? Because I'm giving you the real, the real deal. Right. And one of the things you just mentioned that uh, two things I want to mention, and I'm, I'm I'm dealing with this right now. So back in 2012, I injured my knee when I was in the military, right? And it wasn't mm-hmm. a big deal. I I was playing basketball, and I went up for a layup, and when I came down, I twisted my knee. The reason why I became uh, relevant is it was late at night, and one of the doctors there, one of the med, uh, one of the uh, medics there, um, took me to his office, gave me some ice packs, and was like, "Hey, listen." And this is probably some bad advice, but he's like, "Hey, listen, if you if you come to my office tomorrow morning, right when we're on duty, right? Because right now we're just you know I'm hook, hooking you up with some ice packs and stuff like that. Uh, you're gonna have to do a report, and you're not gonna be able to leave and go home. And so I mm-hmm. injured my knee." And he was like, so if you come in tomorrow, if you can make it to your flights tomorrow, my, my flight was leaving the next day after I injured it, which is crazy, right? So I went home, I injured it. And so I've been dealing with this knee injury for quite some time. And two things happened. I went to a chiropractor with my girlfriend at the time. And um, she gets up and she's feeling great because she had like a pinched nerve and they made an adjustment. They look at me walking out and the guy goes, hey, wait a minute, come here. Just happenstance. He goes, man, is your left knee messed up? I was like, yeah. He was like, I have a seat. He made an adjustment. I get up, totally fine. I've been dealing with this for, at this time, this was in 2016. So you, you do the math, right? I got injured in like 2012 or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I just got this limp. And he made an adjustment on my knee, adjusted my back, all this stuff. And just recently, it kind of flamed back up. And I mm-hmm. and I was doing some research online, and I found out that what what it was, I was in I was in Key West running, right? And I was running and I was running and I was having a good time. And I'm like having, you know, when you're in that that free flow run yeah. where you're in a beautiful location, you're not running anywhere particularly. You yeah. just you just out, right? And uh, the next couple of days, like my knee started to hurt again. And I did some research and guess what I found out? Wow. That I wasn't properly stretching because everything's connected. So I'm icing my knee and uh I go to the chiropractor and he looked at my back. He's like, man, your back is kind of like tight. So he tightened that, you know, loosened that back up. Knee went away. And then my, uh, he said that you might want to stretch um, like your hip, like the muscles that connect from your, your your knee goes all the way up into your buttocks. And then I was running and all that got tight and it was pulling on my mm-hmm. knee joint. And so to the last couple of days, I've been stretching that out. And it's so crazy because I had no idea that that like, how like one aspect i'm thinking like my knees messed up it's like no nah, bro it's it's pulling on it and so i, I bring mm-hmm. that up to be like i could have easily went and been like you know what i need to go to the doctor and guess what they would have gave me some pills some <laughs> pills and potions some shots some injections they'd be like oh you're you're losing your cartilage in your knee you need to inject this you need some surgery yep. no i've been stretching every morning uh and it's an easy simple remember, remember back when you were a kid and this is i don't know uh, I'm probably eight. Like when I was in school in recess, 
Like they spent 15 minutes like stretching us out. Like we yeah, would stretch. Definitely. They would yep. teach us how to stretch. Mm -hmm. And then you go play and you come down, you do a quick warm up, like stretch it out. And you do like the little arm swings and, mm -hmm. and all that stuff. I don't really know if schools are still doing that. Um, but I stopped doing it. And then, like now I'm like, damn, like I'm getting older. I got to make sure I'm stretching and making sure I'm loose because my back is still kind of tight because I didn't mm -hmm. properly stretch after my run. But like, I'm like, man, oh, yeah. I, luckily, I'm going to see a chiropractor because a, a normal doctor probably would have just gave me some uh, ibuprofen or something. When mm -hmm. I was in the military and I was having these same problems with my, my calves and my knees, they were just I was literally taking pills of ibuprofen to get through basic training. That's a whole other story. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I wouldn't have got through basic without without the uh, ibuprofen because I didn't know, you know, physically, I didn't know how to take care of my body. You know, mm -hmm. so it's it's kind of scary when you go into these situations and you don't know what you're doing. And then the people that you kind of hit that wall and the person supposed to get you through that is giving you bad advice. Mm -hmm. But they don't know better either, because that's what they're trained to to tell you. Like doctors mm. nowadays are trained to keep people sick. What and was that point? I say that, but it's true. Like that's what you're learning how to do is numb the symptoms, not the that problem. When did you come to that? When did you come to that? Uh, like what experience kind of like woke you up? Because I'm sure. I mean, unless this is the case, I'm just assuming. Like there wasn't there was a point where you weren't totally aware that a lot of this stuff that they were saying was kind of bullshit. So, <laughs> it's was funny. there was there a point? Yes. So, I realized this when my heart broke right so my heart broke like it was a situation I'm not gonna get into it I don't give shout outs but there was a situation that happened in my life and my heart broke um three times from like one situation and the last time I literally like I was in so much pain of course it was emotional but I was in so much pain and I had welts over my chest where my heart like over my heart and mm -hmm. it just made me realize the connection between emotional mm. and physical pain and so if right. you have a lot of emotional pain um and you don't do anything about it you don't let it out you don't talk about it you don't doesn't it affect it your hormones and stuff too i'm not sure about hormones i don't get all the way into like the technicals but i just know that physical is connected with emotional and when you have emotions that you don't release they come out so like in a situation mm. where i had the welts i was in so much pain and there was literally nothing i could do about it because the people that hurt me were close to me and mm -hmm. um it was just like i was just feeling oh my gosh there's nothing i could do and so it just came out and it was like it was ridiculous it was so crazy and um it was actually scarred, like it left scars. And so then after that, that was like the first clue. And then um, I think, I don't remember what else happened, but it was just more instances where I'm realizing the connection between um, physical and emotional. And then I think, so right now, something that comes up for me a lot is like, I get really, if I get shut out, I get tension in my shoulders and uh, how I handle that is sometimes I'll just like ask myself, like I'll ask my shoulders, like, okay, what is going on? Like, 
internally, of course. But I'm like, what's going on? Like, what are you trying to tell me? What's bothering you? What's happening? And I'll write, like I do a brain dump and I'll write everything that comes to my head and I'll write it on paper and literally like my shoulders feel better. And it's, it may not be 100% better, but like it's enough that it's not in the no, same I've, state. I've done the same thing. There's actually mm-hmm. a, a guy I followed many years ago where he'll, uh, he, he's kind of like, he doesn't like hip- hypnosis. And um, he was saying like, say you injured your knee. He would say, okay, so where's the pain? Right, because now, now, now you're controlling your attention, right? Yep. So he says, "All right, so where's the pain? Where does the pain end?" Right, because if you get if you get if you get like punched, there's a there's a spot where they punched you, and then there's a surrounding area. So think about now. Now you think, where does that pain actually end? Like if I like, like right now, my shoulder's kind of sore. So I think, I, where's the where, where's it where it's sore and it's not sore? Now focus mm-hmm. on that area. Now can you make that area? smaller and then literally you can you can train yourself to like if you have like a big sore right here on your shoulder you can make it smaller because you're focusing on the area where the pain subsides and you and you can bring that in it's actually i don't know if it's proven fact but just from him uh sharing that with me i i think about that sometimes Mm because you get so you get so overwhelmed because you're actually adding to your own trauma by focusing Mm -hmm. on the pain if you focus mm-hmm. on where the pain ends, then now you're you're working on the way to the recovery. Is that kind of a little bit too woo-woo for you? Or is that making sense? It sounds the same. It sounds like exactly what we're talking about. Um, I have a aunt, I'm calling my aunt, and she was like, she was like, Yeah, whenever I have a pain, I just talk to it and I tell it to go away. And it goes away. And you literally like people don't understand that. Your body, when it's in pain, it's telling you something, right? So it's not it's just saying, okay, this yeah, hurts. Yeah, it's communicating, yep. Yeah, it's not saying, okay, this hurts, go take a pill. And that's what we're trained to do now. It's like, if we have a headache, okay, I'm going to just go take some Advil. I'm going to take some Tylenol. Um, instead of actually, like, trying to figure out, like, okay, why? Ooh, this is what's fire. going on? And so what's really cool is one of my coaches, um, we were talking about this, and we went more in depth in, like, the correlation between emotional and physical pains. And he sent me a chart and the chart has the, has your body and then the emotions that are stored in the different sections of your body. Oh, now, I need so you to send me that. I will. I Ask will. Him. Yeah, please and do. So I need to see that. Interesting because I knew someone with um, chronic pain in their knee. I knew another person with chronic pain in their back. I knew another person, just like I was for all the people who have pain myself, like, um, and looking at where it affects it. And then the emotions that go with that, I'm like, wow, I could see how it was congruent in their life. Yeah. So it just made so much sense to me. And like me right now, I don't take Advil. I don't take I don't take medicine. I haven't taken any pills since, I don't know. It's been a long time. And it also like medicines, we go get it. This a whole of another topic, but right. Right. Medicines right, right, right. have things that like affect your brain chemistry and yeah, then it do. affects your thinking process. Mm-hmm. So it's like uh, one big plan. Like this is it, everything at the end of the day, it correlates 
correlation, you know? Well, think about this. Think about this. All right. Now, I'm not, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but just be honest. If I hate that word. You could, <laughs> <I'm not laughs> I feel like people say conspiracy theorists when it's a thought that they just is too big for them to think about or it right. just doesn't fit an agenda that they have. Like we could have mm-hmm. different thoughts. But anyway, guys, sorry. I <laughs> no, I agree. I agree with you. But uh, what I was going to say <laughs> is that if you can dole a populace, right, if you can dole people and keep them at a because the way your brain thinks, if you're thinking at a higher level, then you start to question, you know, the 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 master. You know what I'm saying? You start questioning things that you're not supposed to be questioning. You're supposed to just sit there, go your, your go to your job, do this, do that, yeah. and uh, quit asking all these questions. You know, it's kind of interesting how one of the reasons why I don't really share this very often. I almost got kicked out of the military when I was in basic training for failure to adjust, which is mm-hmm. basically saying. You don't take orders very well. That's basically what they're saying, right? I did everything well. I just didn't. I had a. I had a issue against authority. Now, is that is that is that a good or a bad thing? I, I guess it's it's to be as you know it's up for debate. But a lot of people that go into the service that get out because of that reason, they come from a background of entrepreneurship. They come from a background where they did their own thing and they didn't need somebody else with their thumb on you trying to tell you what to do. And that was the issue with that I had. I'm like, I don't need you to tell me to do what I'm already doing. And that would just drive me nuts. But that was part of the psychology of you. Like, I I know I told you to do it, but now I'm telling you to do it again because I want to see how you react to that because they're testing for that. These everything is a test in society. And if you're docile, you'll do very good in the military. I'm just being honest. I mean, I'm I'm in the military, so I know I got some fans on here that are in the military. If you take orders very well, you'll never have a problem for 20 years. You start questioning what's going on around you. Oh yeah, we need to we need to we need to. Uh, he's 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 the malfunctioning, right? <laughs> Literally, like that's how they look at you. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, if you look at the schooling system, it's the same thing. You you mm-hmm. you go by the book, you get to the next level. You go by the book, you get to the next level. If you don't do by the book. Your malfunctioning will, will hold you back, mm-hmm. right? And so that's how it is. Did you have you felt any uh, conflict from just like uh, either it could be externally or internally with how things are moving for you now that you are just more more self aware and, and some of the things you're doing uh, on the business side of things? It's funny because this definitely goes into the title. So. I'm recognizing that my past is not going to reflect my future if I don't let it. I'm realizing the importance of recognizing where I am falling short and actually choosing to do something about it instead of um, just continuing a cycle. Cycles are, you easily can go in a cycle, right? But you can also choose to break the cycle. And it's not an easy thing to do. It definitely takes um, being self-aware, one, and then having courage to do something different. And that's just where I am right now. I'm just learning how to not allow things from the past, not allow what other people that I should do affect what it is that I plan for myself and how I make moves going forward. I don't know if that makes sense. 
I, I, that, that makes a lot of sense. And that actually, that I, I want to ask you a question about. So do you feel like you're in a transformative state right now or a transformative period in your life right now? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I, I feel like I'm... I feel like I'm towards, I'm going to be always transforming for the rest of my life. But I think mm-hmm. the biggest transformation, like the biggest mind transformation, I'm coming out of that. So I'm actually like breaking out of my cocoon. I'm like the butterfly that's like breaking free now. And, and that's, um, that ties into letting go of past experiences. Is that exactly. a fair assessment? Yes, definitely is. And, um, yeah, like I just, when your view of life gets broken down so many times and you see different things, you get exposed to different things, it changes your mindset. And then you look around and you're like, why is no one else asking these questions? This is like you were saying, and people don't like asking questions because, and I get it too, because honestly, the answers can be scary. Honestly, taking that leap of faith and um, stepping into the unknown, it's scary because you don't know what's happening next. But if you look back and you're looking at your past and you're not liking what your past has brought like into your present, I mean, I think it's scarier to stay in a cycle. Like for me, it would be so scary for me to go to a job, a pension after 40 years to not have enough money to live my life at the end of that 40 years. Isn't that's scary wow. to me. That's so yeah, it's horrifying. like you have to look out. Yeah, like you have to look for something else. It's like either it's scary either way, honestly. So it's just like so what many, level of scared do you want? So many people are controlled by their past. And what I've realized yeah. is I can try my best. You can't help everybody, right? Mm-hmm. And so if I'm reaching down, you better be reaching up. You know what I mean? If I'm reaching back for you, it's like it's like it's it's like when you pass the baton to somebody and they want to run with something, they gotta be reaching back to grab it, right? They can't, you know. And so I I've had to I have I've had I've stressed I've I've had a lot of stress around and like you start talking about like pain, uh internal pain behind literally I'm watching people fail and there's nothing I can do about it. That's me right now. <laughs> because there's nothing you can do. If the person can't do for themselves now, yeah, you can point them in the right direction. You can do all these things, but then, I there's actually a, a saying that um, if somebody's drowning, before you jump in, make sure you know how to swim as well, right? Um, and make sure you have your life jacket on. Make sure you have your life coat on too before you jump or in you there, because then you both could drown. You could lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. That goes too. Yeah. That's the oh, same. It's the same analogy. I, mm-hmm. I, I I like that one too, and it's it's such cliche, but it makes it makes purpose, especially now, because there's so many people. For example, when and this is not a political show, right? When the president was elected, on my Facebook feed and anything that I follow, I didn't really see anything about it, because I don't put my energy towards things that I cannot control. Mm-hmm. That out of my this is now people could argue whatever they want. In my mind, I'm focused on what I can control. For example, mm-hmm. I can control that I'm on a podcast with you right now versus out drinking um with some friends or whatnot, right? I can control that. Mm-hmm. One's one's gonna lead to 
a, a future of success and privilege and 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 my goals and my dreams. And the other one just puts money in the bartender's pocket. Really doesn't. I'm just pissing my money away, right? So, mm-hmm. uh, and that's how I look at it now. Like it's, it's about reframing it. Now hold I can't on. control. What's that? Wait, hold on, because they're like screaming, and it's <laughs> it's gonna get picked up. Oh my gosh, you can edit all, this, right? Okay. I don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> no. You got some friends, got some friends no, downstairs? My sister, no, my sister's calling me. I'm oh, like, okay, well, take a break. Go tell her oh. that you're busy. <laughs> I don't edit anything out. We keep it all real, 100. <laughs> but what I was saying was this, right? Is mm-hmm. And that actually goes back to, because I have, I have uh, siblings as well. And when I was younger, my sisters really didn't, um, and they'll tell you this as well, right? They didn't really appreciate me as a brother. And now that I'm much older and they see the things that I'm doing now, I'm mm-hmm. like, look, I have to let y'all do y'all thing because I can't help you with that. But then now that I'm more successful, now I can go back and help you out. Like, for example, I was thinking about flying them out um, to come visit me while my girl's gone because she's deployed right now. So I'm thinking about flying them out. Um, and all these things, but financially, I couldn't do that if I was sitting there back in LA, yeah, chasing them around trying to keep them from doing what they got to do. Y'all grown, y'all figure it right. out, and maybe or, or you won't. But you know what? Life's a test, and some some people you keep like you said they get into a cycle. And one of the things I realized too about cycles is if you're aware of the patterns that lead to the end result, you can avoid that end result. Yeah. For example. I, I tend to avoid arguments because I know what leads to arguments. I lived in a house, well, not, not my grandmother's house, but in my dad, when my, my, my parents, I could tell when our, in about 20 minutes, somebody's about to get violent. Like literally, that, that, like you could time it. And people don't realize like, like he walks in with the beers, he puts them down, he drinks one, you know, he, 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 he's joke, he's, he's juvial, like, like, like he's ha- jo- having a good time. By that mm-hmm. third beer, he's he's starting an argument with my uncle, and then there, like literally, I could time it, beer by beer, what was going to happen next, and then by, by 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 the end of that pack, he was in he was in an argument and in, 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 in a fight with somebody. Mm-hmm. But how do you break that cycle? Hey, pops, let's not drink tonight. You know what? Even even beyond that, you have to kind of hone in on you. Like once you recognize that that's the cycle it's your responsibility not to fall into that cycle because it's so easy. Like if you grew up and and they go get a drink, it's so easy for you to grow up and you have a bad day and to go take that drink. Exactly. But it's like, it's, it's, I'm really at a point now where I only, and like you said earlier, I only have control over myself. I only can, um, focus on what I can do. And that was my whole thing during the whole elections. Everybody and their mothers literally was arguing about Trump. It was had so much emotions towards Trump. And I'm just like who y'all really mad at? Right. And it's just like at the end of the day, <laughs> like this is what I said. And I said to friends, because they would go in and they'd be defending, oh, because um uh, see, I forget the president's name. That's so horrible. Biden, he this and Trump Biden. <laughs> that's actually a good like, thing. That's literally that's how a good much thing. I don't pay attention because I'm like, listen. At the end of the day, 
There is nothing that Trump did in his four years. I paid no attention to him. I don't know. I can't speak on the things that he did, the policies that right. he's created. Like the only thing I know, the only thing that directly affected me was that stimulus check. But even then, that wasn't just him, right? Right. And so I had to like let them know, like, okay, this conversation and this amount of energy that we're putting into this conversation, I need to Could be, be putting better. into my business. Could be better directed. Yep. We're wasting, we're wasting. Because at the end of the day, if my business is not together, then we all just don't have money. Like, because these <laughs> jobs aren't going to pay me. They're not going to pay you like, what you deserve. Matter of right. fact, they're trying, they're, they, they, they have committee, these companies have committee meetings figuring out how to pay you less than what they're mm -hmm. already paying you. Mm -hmm. Hey, look, and look, and look, look, if you run a business, they're doing what they're supposed to be doing, bro. Like, you can't get mad at them. That's what they're supposed to do. They have mm -hmm. commitment to their shareholders. I mean, if you really want to keep it 100%, they're not, you're not their commitment. They're committed mm -hmm. to their shareholders. So money goes, you know, like, that's how it goes. And so, and but the thing is, don't get, don't play the game and not know the rules and get mad, right? It's like, look, that's you're the there. Though. Go ahead. That's definitely the thing. Like people, they don't want to take control over their situations. They want to blame everybody else for their circumstances. And like, like you said, this is what they're supposed to do. These are what these companies want to do. They don't want to pay you because they want to grow their profits. And at this point, everybody's dispensable, right? So yep. you can say, okay, yep. I don't want to go to this. Within what a week or so, depending Less on the, the company that you're in. If they're and a good company, like, they've already got you replaced before you decided to quit. If they're absolutely. a good company, absolutely. And it's like we need to stop this cycle. And like, yes, you know, it's good to be employed. I'm not knocking having a job, but these people, like, there's a lot of people, especially that I know, that they put their all into these jobs that do not care about them. I'm like, not attacking the job. There? I'm attacking the thinking. I'm attacking the thinking, the employee mindset. The mindset. If you're going to be an mm -hmm. employee, just know what you're signing up for. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I run into this too because I still work as a contractor with the Navy. And when they walk in there and they diss me, it's hard to be a boss and then try to get bossed around. So I know what they're really upset about is that I don't walk around with my tech, my, my help, like, you know, I don't need their benefits. Yeah. I got my own benefits. Yeah. You know, when they didn't pay for my, like, for example, they, they, they screwed me out of some benefits uh, for like my glasses or whatever. Right. Like they canceled it. Oh, well, I remember what it was. They changed the companies for the dental. And so when I went to the dentist, they, uh, they had changed the company. I hadn't signed up for the new company. So I was uninsured at, when I, at the dates that I was mm -hmm. there, I was uninsured. And so then I had to come out of pocket. Now, if I was a regular employee, guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to go complain. I'm going to talk to HR. I'm going to do all these things that aren't going to get the problem solved. Problem is, I need to have my own benefits. So what I do, exactly. I just sign up with my own benefits. They can't, exactly. can't, they can't cancel what they don't control. So I, exactly. I pay for my own insurance, personal insurance. I got my own health insurance through the, through the military. And I'm like, I, I just want to keep my money separate from, like, y'all just pay me the check. All my benefits are going to be tied into something else because if right. everything that I'm doing is tied into my employer, I'm screwed. Mm -hmm. Because if he fires me, I lose everything. Yep. Everything is done. I got to reapply for all this stuff that I could be having on my own. Yep. And then, people and don't understand that, though. 
so people, that's the purpose of this podcast. Yeah, and I, I love it. I love that we're going to be like planting that seed in the people's minds because these are things that people don't think about. They're like, oh, I need a job because I need benefits, and I need. Like, come on now, like I, you need your own benefits. Me, I would just rather, like, I would rather have my own. And it's not easy. I'm not going to say like, yes, go be an entrepreneur because it's easy. Literally, I was saying this to my cousin. Being an entrepreneur, you have days where you're on top of the world, but then you have days where you're six feet under. Like, you're just buried and you're just like, oh, my gosh, like I don't know how this is going to work out. I don't know where this is going to come from. This is the problem of the day. It's always going to be something. It's not easy, but it's always going to be something that a job, too. And I'd rather have control i have control issues i say that um i would rather have control over my future rather than put that in the hands of somebody else like you have a job you know you on, get somebody on the wrong, the wrong day what happened you said control issues i actually I have an issue with that one like you had an issue with what i said i don't like when people say that i have control issues no i said because... i have control issues oh well the thing is i think I that do. as an entrepreneur you should have that mindset people hmm. that don't have control issues tend not to want to get into business just because let anything fly and that's not okay like no nah, not at all it's not, not cool like down to like i don't listen to the radio because i don't like that i don't have control over the song that's playing next i don't mm -hmm. really watch tv because i don't have control over what's about to pop up into my line of sight um that's I a good just, point i don't i don't like it I just, I like, I prefer to drive because then I have control over like how the car moves. I just have control issues and so I like as, to tell myself. So as we wrap up, Jay, uh, what would you leave our audience? Like what would the last thought you, I love to let my guests kind of give the audience the last thought. So based on everything we've talked about, um, and maybe you want to tie back into the actual topic. It's up to you. Um, but what would you want to, want to leave our audience with? So your past does not have to reflect your future if you don't, if you don't let it. So you can choose, like, no matter what the situation is, no matter how bad it seems, like there is a way out. Because um, think about it, like, Every situation that you've ever been in, I'm pretty sure if you're watching this, there's been something that happened that you didn't know how you were going to get out of. You didn't know how you were going to pay that bill. You didn't know how you were going to get out this situation, but you're here. You're watching this now. You got out of it. So the future is what you make it literally. And I know people say that a lot, but it's a literal term. You can create your future. And that's just what I want people to know. This has been Build It Bootcamp with your new friend, LJ Haywood. If you got any value out of this podcast, then go ahead, tap that subscribe button and share this podcast with a close friend that's entrepreneurial minded. And hey, I look forward to seeing you on future episodes. Talk to you soon.